to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel Harris, and I am very happy to have you listening today. Um, I hope that you guys are well wherever you are. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope that you had a good Thanksgiving. If you guys follow us on the gram, you know that we hosted Thanksgiving. We had about 25 people and the dogs were amazing. We had two buffet tables, three eating tables, and you guys know from future episodes that Waylon doesn't see tables as boundaries or barriers. He thinks the tables are perfectly acceptable to be on top of, and honestly, it's very rare that I tell him that that isn't the case. So I was really proud of how he kept it together, and all of the other behaviors that I put so much reinforcing into just really um, shined through. So um, I hope that your dogs were good on Thanksgiving. If they were not good on Thanksgiving, that's okay. You can change behavior. It just takes a lot of reinforcing and careful planning and management. And I just need to give a shout out to my family because my family is uh, really amazing in the reinforcing department for the dogs, right? Like, you know, we believe in sharing food with our dogs while we are eating. That's just who we are. You don't have to be that person, but that's who we are. And all of the dogs did, did such a great job of just hanging out and settling down and just getting reinforced for that super calm behavior. So yeah, it was a total win. And now here we are. It's December. Um, it's kind of exciting. I hope you guys like this time of year. And if you don't, don't worry, it'll be January in no time. So guys, I have some super great episodes coming at you in the future. Um, I've been doing a few more solo episodes, but I have some amazing special guests and I am super looking forward to sharing their knowledge and our conversations together. So yeah, in the next couple of weeks, I've got some really good episodes, um, about breed miss. Um, we're going to talk about how to hire a dog walker. Um, what to look for. We're going to talk about canine nutrition. We're going to talk about how you should be definitely giving your dog a raise. So yeah, there's going to be some really awesome conversations and I'm super looking forward to sharing those with you guys. Um, so if you like the longer episodes versus the shorter episodes, just let me know, right? Let me know over on the Instagram to send me a DM at a good feeling underscore NCO because this podcast is for you guys. So I want to give you more of what you want. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how we can be the change. And this really pertains to the uh, aversion-based trainers that are still really at large, so to speak. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, you're not really kind of aware of this stuff. So dog training is a completely unregulated industry, meaning there's really no oversight and really anyone and their mother can just claim that they're a dog trainer and do stuff that in a, a lot of cases is unethical. Okay. So 
evidence shows us, a gigantic body of research shows us that using positive reinforcement and taking tools such as e-collars, shot collars, pinch collars, choke chains, taking those completely off the table is not only the most humane way to train our dogs, but also the most effective way to train our dogs. So I think it's really important that you guys recognize that, you know, the internet is full of people who claim that they know everything. Okay, and I want to empower you to kind of look through that facade and really um, do your own research before you're just believing what anyone is saying on the Internet as it pertains to dog training. Okay, so this is something that I've heard from a lot of you guys about. And honestly, this has really just been on my mind a lot recently because it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's really hard and emotional and draining to see people putting dogs in situations in which they will fail in order to punish them. Um, And that takes a lot of different, um, you know, looks. You can see that in a lot of different ways with a lot of different tools. But it's really draining because we can observe and see the body language that is telling us that this dog is having a really, really hard time. So, um, It's hard to just like look over that, right? Like, but you know, how can we stand for this injustice? But I think that something that I have been challenging myself with and, you know, I'm I'm, definitely a work in progress, but I'm trying to really recognize that wasting my energy, wasting my precious time on being upset by what someone else has done is not changing my reality. In fact, it's probably just taking away from what I could be accomplishing. So while it hurts my heart and I really want to see change in the dog training industry as far as like some sort of governing body to prevent dogs from being sometimes abused in the name of quote unquote training, right? Like I want to be that change, but in order to be that change, I think that we have to kind of show up in a few different ways. So um, when when I say show up, I mean that figuratively, right? Like showing up in our day-to-day. And for me, what that looks like is is showing up on my social networks, on this podcast, and really continuing to speak and, you know, help people understand what is really happening when we're using these punitive tools and how it doesn't have to be like that. You know, it can be this beautiful exchange and partnership between you and your dog, right? And if you guys listen to this podcast, I'm sure you're probably sick of hearing me preach on this, but it's a beautiful world that you get to open up for you and your dog when you really apply the principles of positive reinforcement and least intrusive, minimally aversive. It's It's profound, you guys, and I want that for you, but I think that in order to share that with you guys, I would not be serving very well if I was constantly scrolling, looking for trainers that I don't believe in what they're doing and getting upset about it, right? Like, so I'm really trying not to seek that stuff out. Um, I do not really find myself in a situation where I feel like I need to, to call people out on the internet, so to speak, 
Um, I definitely will say what I believe needs to be said, but I also don't believe in wasting my energy and my time by going back and forth in text form with people about something they probably obviously don't want to learn. So that's just like not energy that I'm willing to give. And I think that that helps me allocate and use that energy in places where I find that it's more effective. So instead of like, you know, constantly talking about, um, how I don't think people should be using these tools, what I'm trying to focus on is sharing the successes and the joys that can come by applying these techniques that, again, you guys don't have to take my word for it here, right? Like there's a there's a very large body of research that supports this. And that is what I'm basing all of my interactions with dogs in, you know, my care and my clients' dogs. I'm, I'm applying just all of those principles that data and research has shown us to be the most effective and most human. Okay, so um, I'm really trying to spend my energy there, and I feel like that that's a much more effective strategy. Okay, and you know, do you? If you want to go back and forth with people on the internet, and you can do that, and you don't feel like it emotionally drains you, like have at it. I think that's great, but I would prefer an in-person conversation with someone that I really, truthfully wanted to like. Um, hear their perspective and share my perspective. So uh, yeah, in person is um, definitely my style. But anyway, so yeah, so showing up, I think that that's a super important way that we can be the change. Okay. Um, I think that love, I know it's really like a large term, but I think that a lot of our emotions really go from love to fear. And, you know, this is something that I'm constantly looking at in dogs is like their emotional state and how they're feeling. But I think it's also important to reflect on our own emotional states. And I really want to be acting from a place of love. And I really want to be giving and receiving love in the form of helping people understand their dogs better and seeing them flourish and be successful because of that. And I don't want to be operating from this place of fear where, you know, I'm afraid that people are going to use these training techniques so I don't give them as much as I could otherwise. I hope that this is making sense. I hope that you guys are with me right now. But I think that it's important to recognize those things in ourselves, right? And um, if we can really regulate and be the best versions of ourselves, I think it's much easier to deal with the really stark reality of animal abuse in the name of dog training that just persists and persists, right? The next thing I think obviously we can do to be the change is to educate, right? And like I was saying earlier, you guys, like I want you to do your own research. I want you to look into the data and the research and understand that like it's not us just like you know this dog training cult where we want to make you believe this thing it's not like that right like <laughs> we're literally acting from a place of knowledge and information based on research and data collected right and that's how we should be operating and that is fluid right like if new data or research were to come out and there was a new technique to do something in training and still make it as humane as possible we're evolving and we're going to make changes right we're we're not in the same 
set of ways forever. It's like an ever-evolving industry. And something that's really important for the people who are in this industry is continued education, right? And myself and so thousands of other amazing dog trainers very regularly, yearly, maybe several times a year are going to conferences and we're talking and we're looking at the research and we're learning so that we can serve you the best. And that's, you know, we got to educate people is like, that's what we're doing so that all dog trainers are doing that so that all dog trainers are utilizing principles in which the animal is not suffering because of lack of training skills. Okay, so that's how, you know, I'm doing my best to educate. And, you know, the last way that I think that we can be the change is to lead by example. It's so well played the the lead by example but it's so freaking true you guys and what really i think has the biggest impact is just showing up literally and figuratively in every aspect of the interactions with your dog so that the world can see what is possible right and i think that that is what is so powerful and I think that that's what really resonates with people the most is when they see what is possible with their interactions with their dogs by using the techniques of positive reinforcement and least intrusive minimally aversive right like I don't know how many more ways I can describe that it's a beautiful world that you (laughs) open yourself up to but it really is and I think that leading by example is huge and you know I think that something that's been really cool in like my day to day is some of the gear that I wear, right? Like the reward your dog t-shirt. I will include a link to that in the show notes. So if you guys want to check it out, you can. Um, But just the conversation starters, some of those t-shirts have had. And I really notice like people's minds being opened to like how they can interact with their dogs, right? Like and letting go of some of these Um, old stereotypes and myths about like how we have to interact with dogs, right? So um, that is what I'll leave you with. I think that we need to be the change. We can show up, we can love, we can educate, and we can lead by example. I am absolutely honored to be a part of such a fantastically warm, supportive, kind um, dog community. And I love you guys so much. I hope that this episode was helpful. Um, If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate some love over on iTunes. If you can leave me a review, the more reviews that this podcast gets, the bigger network of people that we can reach. And like I said, you guys, I want to make dog training easy to digest and easy to implement. So help me share that message with more people, would you? Um, Thank you so much for everyone who has left reviews. You guys are amazing. I read them. I read every single one. And I got to be honest, I've read them all like several times because it makes me so freaking happy to know that you guys are with me, right? Like we're in this together and that's a pretty beautiful place to be. All right, you guys have a wonderful week. Um, Smooch those puppies for me and I am already looking forward to the next episode. 
I'm sure you are well aware of CBD for dogs. I give Tiva and Waylon daily CBD just to promote their overall health. And we use VetCS. VetCS is a veterinary based hemp therapy company and they make products for not only dogs, but they also make cat and horse products too. Their products are lab analyzed and they will give you unmatched customer service. We love that VetCS and we are so excited to share this wonderful product with our listeners. If you are interested in learning more about VetCS, you can head over to their website, vetcs.com, and you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co you can also find us on facebook at a good feeling dog training as well as our website agfdogtraining.com. dog